great to have Reverend John Hartley with us this evening. John is the uh, minister, uh, superintendent minister at uh, Melbourne and uh, 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 Methodist Church and a number of churches would come under his influence and he spoke here before but it'd be great to welcome him this evening as he comes and shares this evening. He's about to be moving away soon so but uh, it's great that we're able to have him with us this evening. So let's give him a round of applause and welcome this evening. Thank you John. It is fantastic to be with you. It's fantastic to be with any body of believers where we can be brought into the very presence of the throne room of God. We serve a wonderful, amazing, tremendously powerful, great God. And we've been singing about that already tonight, and uh, we're going to hear a little bit more about it. Um, Janet Day is the person responsible for getting me here. You notice she's not here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, that that doesn't sort of sort of give an indication of what you're getting. I, mean, I know I know Janet uh, is uh, is at a family gathering in Wales at the moment, so you know I, I I miss seeing her. I'm reading from the first chapter of Joshua, and the title of uh, my sermon tonight is "Be Strong and Courageous." And as you as you hear this uh, this reading. Obviously, I hope you'll see why I've chosen that, because it, it sort of jumps out of you, it hits you right on the nose. Uh, I'm a simple bloke from a simple background, and so I need things to be fairly simple for me. And so Joshua chapter 1 starts this way. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give you to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous, Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you and do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now we will cross the Jordan and go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. And so let's pray together. 
Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we pray that through your written word and through the spoken word that you will lead us ever closer to the one who is the living word, to Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I was thinking earlier on today when I was uh, sort of going through my, my text again, um, uh, that actually there's a similarity here between um, Joshua and Deuteronomy, almost the same as there is between uh, the Luke's Gospel and the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, because in as much as this, that Joshua takes over where Deuteronomy leaves off. And if you just turn a page backwards, uh, there you see in Deuteronomy, the final ver- verses there, about uh, Moses dying. Moses sort of going up a mountain, seeing the land that has been promised, but actually being told that you will never enter it into it. And so here we have a new phase in the history of the people of Israel uh, on this journey from slavery to freedom, uh, from their being captive in Egypt to moving out into the desert regions and then wandering about, and I'm going to say a little bit more about that, for 40 years or so. And now they're standing and they're being given once again this uh, commission to go in and claim for them what God's already promised for them. It's what God has already said. This is for you. This is what I promise you. And it's not a new promise. It's an old promise. It's not even a promise to Moses. It's a promise to Abraham. The very first things that I did, I promised this to you. And in chapter 1, this refrain, be strong and courageous. Were you counting? It it comes up four times. And then, just to throw it in, just to make sure that that God's got it, you know, make sure they've got it in their head. He throws in a negative one. Do not be discouraged. (laughs) Do not be terrified. There can be no doubt that God wants Joshua and those he is leading to be strong and courageous as they move forward together in the plans that God has for them. And for the Israelites... For Joshua, they're standing on the edge of a planned invasion. But these words are just as true for us today as we enter into any plans that we believe that God has for us, that God is moving us forward. And I would would say, you know, what's going to go on behind here? This is God's plan for you. And sometimes, and you know... (laughs) I was, I was in inner city Doncaster for nine years, and uh, during that time, or even before I went there, uh, the church was, was, was planning, was wanting to be some upgrade to their premises. And, uh, and when I went there, after a couple of years, we said, right, we believe that this is for us, that you know, the silver in the hills and the gold in the mines, they're all his. You know, we, we can do this. We can knock down this old church that's falling apart, and it was. One of the walls is dropping out. Uh, we can do this. And so it's set forth, forth in faith. And, you know, every time that we, we move forward in faith, bang, we hit a brick wall. Absolutely brick wall. We told the council, because we wanted to actually relocate. We didn't want to build on the same site. We re- and we've told the council, this is a piece of land that you own. Can we have it? 
And at that time, there was a big building estate going on, and the council said, oh, thank you for letting us know about that. We'll give it to the builders. Strangely enough, the Sikhs got a piece of land. Hmm? So every time we were going forward, we, we, we kept hitting this brick wall, and we thought, what, what's, what's going on here, Lord? And yet we kept going. And actually, before I left Doncaster, we opened a brand new church on the site of the old building. And it wasn't just the church that we wanted. It was actually the church that God wanted. It wasn't our plans. It was God's plans. And sometimes as you move forward, it's, it's fine in that way that God just changes things. But whatever happens, you need to be in all your plans to be strong and courageous as we move forward and following the plans that God has for us. Now, at this point, I must sort of go on aside for a moment because it's exactly because the people of God, the Israelites, hadn't been strong and courageous 40 years previously that they'd been wandering around in the wilderness all those times. And I'm sure that you remember the story in uh, Numbers 13 when they, uh, they sent a dozen people out to scout the land of Canaan and they came back with some of its produce. Oh yes, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. You know, the grapes are sort of like this size and you know, the, the, the cream and the curds are this beautiful. They said, it's wonderful. But of the 12 representatives, 12 spies... Eleven of them were terrified. They'd seen the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites. They'd seen the defences of their cities and said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. We can't do it. The opposition is too great. The thickness of their walls is too much. They're like giants. Only one, Caleb, said we can do this. The trouble is the report of the 11 did terrify and did discourage the people. And the result was that they wandered around in the desert, continued all those wanderings until all those who had been discouraged and terrified had passed away. And of the 12, only Caleb, only Caleb went in to occupy the land, to see the promised land. You see, God had planned for the people of Israel to enter because that was his promise. And his was the might, his was the strength that was going to do it. But in their terror and discouragement had prevented the blessings that God wants to bring upon that people because they were terrified, because they were discouraged, because they could see the odds. Oh, it's too big. This money that we've got to raise for this thing is too much. How are we ever going to do that? Well, I think you're fantastic what you've done already. So don't be discouraged. Don't be terrified by the process. It's just not, they're just numbers. God will make it happen. If it's God's plan, he'll make it happen. And God had planned for the people to go in to the promised land. And they could have been in there 40 years previous. 
didn't have to wander around all those times. Because the fact is that nothing had, had changed. The Hittites were still there. The Jezebites were still there. The Amalekites were still there. The walls of their cities were still as big. They were still strong and muscular. Nothing had changed. Nothing had altered in terms of the relative strength. And God, you know, he hadn't given Joshua a new secret weapon. You know, some, some sort of magic sort of thing that he could bring out. I mean, you know, his plan of attack was the same as before. Simply follow the plan. Follow the plan that God had set before them. And that's what God asks of people now, just as he asks of people then. You know, sometimes it might be difficult, sometimes impossible, sometimes it might seem like it's downright cranky. But if God wants us to do things, he'll help us to make it happen. What have we been singing all night? How great is our God. And do we believe that? Then we can trust him and follow him and know that with God... All things are possible. Uh, I love that line in that song we sang earlier, you know, that, that, that in Jesus, every yes and amen is true, isn't it? It's a promise. Now, there are three specific areas that Joshua is told to be strong and courageous. And the first is, if, you, if, you, if you've got your, your Bibles open... Uh, Be strong and courageous as you lead the people. Be strong and courageous as you lead the people. Leaders in our churches need to be strong. They need to be strong. And they need to be courageous. But it's not just Andrew, it's not just other leaders... It's your Sunday school teachers. It's the people that lead worship. It's everybody. Remember how Moses, when he, when, when, uh, you know, he was trying to do everything himself, you know, judging all the things, and, and his father-in-law came and said, you, you, you bow me. You, you, can't, you can't do all this. You, you, you've got to delegate. I must remember that. <laughs> Note to self. Practice what you preach. Um, delegate. And so he, uh, Moses got people in charge of, of, uh, of, of all sorts of different numbers of people. So it was shared with thousands, with hundreds, with tens, etc., etc., etc. And even if you don't have a specific leadership role, the instruction is that in whatever sphere of influence you have, that you're strong and courageous. Because it's not just people like me, especially not people like me, it's not just people like Andrew, it's... It's everybody. Archbishop of Canterbury, whatever. God calls leaders to be strong and courageous. Of course, he doesn't call them to be domineering and dictators. Leaders are there to serve alongside. And specifically, Joshua is told to be strong and courageous in leading God's people into God's plan for them. Specifically for Joshua, it's leading them into the promised land. But this is a command with a general principle for leaders everywhere, to be strong and courageous in leading people in God's ways and in God's plan. And that means that leaders have to be God's people. 
They need to have real relationships with the living God. A deep prayer life and a discerning spirit. I've got one of those DAB digital radios. I used to think that was that was quite that was quite hip, and you know it was it was. I mean now it's 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 probably streaming services and all that sort of thing. I'm I'm a bit of a dinosaur, really. Uh, but I've got one of those DAB digital radios, and they're brilliant. You know, you can you can listen to all sorts. There was one. I don't know whether it's still on now. You can listen to tune into one that just had birdsong all day long. Yeah, it was wonderful. Tweet, 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 tweet. And it was really relaxing. I don't think it's on anymore. But you know, if, you, if you're a sporter, you can turn to Five Live or Five Live Sports Extra or whatever. You can listen to Radio 4 if you're into classical music. You can, there's all sorts of things. Radio 3, Classic FM, whatever. My radio is often tuned in to Premier, Christian Radio, or UCB. They're the two that I often listen to. But you know, that DAB digital radio, it, it, it doesn't just have to be capable of receiving these things. It needs to be tuned into them. And it needs to be switched on in order that you can receive from them. Every single one of us is a special receiver for God's blessing and God's grace and God's power. But we as leaders, as people, need to be tuned in to receive from that in order to be able to discern God's power, discern God's <coughs> desire for us. And, and I know that as, you know, I, I, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like, personally, I don't like to be called Rev. I, I, I really don't like the title. I just, I'm John, because I, I, you know, I grew up on a council estate in Wakefield. There's, there's no special about me. There's no to revere about me. And I know that as, as, a, as a leader, as a minister, you know, if I don't immerse myself in God, I get things wrong. And even sometimes when I'm immersed in God, even when I think I'm right, then I might be wrong. And that's why sometimes we make decisions collectively. And so the second area where Joshua is told to be strong and courageous is in his commitment to God's word. Be strong and very courageous. Not just courageous, be very courageous is this injunction in keeping the law that Moses gave you. Now obviously he was talking about the Ten Commandments. And we can expand that to the first five books of the Old Testament, the, what they call the Pentateuch. But actually, I, I think it's, it, that sort of command is about the whole of Scripture. You know, it's, after all, Paul writing to Timothy. And I put my bookmark in so I could go straight to it. In Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16... He says, all scripture, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching and rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness, so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's not just about sort of listening to 
things and praying and, and being in good worship. We need to be strong and very courageous and get into this and read it and absorb it and know it and understand it and above all, do it. And that's where you need to be courageous in about doing it. Because there are all sorts of messages in this word about the way that things can get watered down. Just in the next chapter of 2 Timothy, he warns him in chapter 4, verse 3 and 5, he says, For a time will come where people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like a problem in the church of the 21st century? It does in my denomination. It does in my denomination. You see, the Paul that God gives to Timothy echoes that which God gives to Joshua. Be strong and courageous in upholding God's revealed truth in a generation which rejects it. Um... I like, um, I know I'm a sad old individual, but I like Ishmael. Uh, you know Ishmael, you know, some, of, some of the songs that he does. And, uh, and, the, and oh, now, I, I was going to say, and I've forgotten the name of him. Oh, do you know, old age, it's terrible. Um, there's, there's one of, it's not Ishmael, but it's, it's one of his, like, you'll, you'll tell me straight away. But he's, he wrote a song which, which the kids love, but I actually hate because it goes, it's great, great, brill, brill, wicked, wicked, skill, skill to have a friend like Jesus. You know, have you heard that song? It's great, great, brill, brill, wicked, wicked, skill, skill. Wicked? We live in a world that has changed wicked to being good. And we even sing songs about it in you know, children's church and things. And, it, and it's a good, I mean, apart from that, it's a good, wicked we live in a generation that rejects absolute truth. You know, you tell me your truth and I'll tell me yours. Or is it the other way around? Something like that. Anyway, some, you know what I mean. And in a society which largely has turned its back on its Christian roots. In, in a church that all too often has alternative readings. Well, you can read it like that if you like. But actually, if you read it like this, it changes white to black and yes to no. Or no to yes. And yet here and elsewhere, God says, if you want to be prosperous, if you want things to go well with you, then do the things that are pleasing to God. Be strong and courageous and hold the line. Meditate on the God word. It is, as the psalmist said in Psalm 119, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And the fact is that you can't expect to be in the blessings of God if you place yourself deliberately outside his will. So be strong and courageous in keeping God's word. Now, up to this point, I've just been sort of saying, do this, do that, be strong, be courageous. But of course, if you don't like me, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a bit of a, I'm a bit of a pasty weakling. I, rem- I remember the days, you know, when I could, I could run a mile 
without any problem. I can't get to the bus stop now without... <sighs> I remember the days when I was rippling muscles down here. And now look at it. Far too many pork pies there, I can tell you. What am I bragging on about? But I know my own weakness. I, 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 can, I, can make, I could make a New Year's resolution or a February resolution. From now on, I'm going to be strong and courageous. From now on, I'm going to get that workbench out and I'm going to do my sit-ups and I'm going to get a six-pack instead of a 12-pack. And, and, and I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to start running again and I can, I can, I can do it. And I can tone my body. It's not that funny. And I know I'll not do it. And in the same way, in the physical way, you know, we can have this, the spiritual equivalent. You know, we could say, yes, that's what we're going to do. Because John Hartley came and he preached and he, and he, he were all right. He wasn't bad for a Methodist. He'll do. Um, and you'll say, yeah, that, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do that. We'll do that. And the thing is, if you do it on your own, what's going to happen? You'll fall flat on your face. Because the third thing that uh, Joshua says, that the former two things rely on to lead with courage and strength to uphold God's truth and remain in his will for us, then we need this final one. Because be strong and courageous. Why? Because God is with us. That's the source of it all. God, they're not going to go into, into the promised land and, and now because Joshua has said to them, God said, be strong and courageous. And therefore they say, oh, yes, we'll do that. We'll be strong and courageous. Therefore we can beat all the Amalekites and the Jezebites and the Hittites and all the rest of them. The source of their strength, and we sang it, didn't we? The source of our strength is that God is with us. Because God is with us, we can be strong and courageous. We can be assured that the Lord will be with us whatever we do, wherever we go, and that's the reason that we can be strong and courageous. Not in our own strength, but in the strength that he provides. You see, humanly speaking, the spies... Back in Numbers 13, they were right. Humanly speaking, if the Israelites were relying upon their own strength to win the battle, they would lose. But time and time again, the Bible shows that the battle belongs to who? The battle belongs to the Lord. It's not by might, not by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And Joshua had success, not because of his military prowess and his military actions, because let's face it, some of the military things that he did were not in any military textbooks, and they're absolutely bonkers. I mean, they are, aren't they? Jericho, march round the walls every day for seven days, and then march round it seven times, and then blow the trumpets. Where's that in the Sandhurst Academy booklets? It's nowhere. 
Now, what he was asked to do was, he, he, he must have thought when he's leading him out on day seven, oh my goodness, I'm going to look a right plonker here. But no, he didn't because he knew that God had asked him to do it. And yet, reading it and just thinking about everything, it's crackers, isn't it? And yet we know that's what happened. They blew the trumpets and what happened? The walls of Jericho fell down. Or what about Gideon? Or rather the Lord's defeat of the Midianites when God whittles down the army that Gideon's got at his disposal of 32,000, which was a, which is a sort of tiny number compared with what the Midianites had. And, and God whittles it down till there were just 300 left. And he says, now... With those 300, I'll defeat the Midianites. What happens? Off they run. Because God was with them. That's God's promise. He's with us. God's promise doesn't have a sell-by date. There's no best before on God's promise to be with us. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is always the same, yesterday, today and forever. And what he said back then is just as true today be strong and courageous why because i am with you i am with you and jesus final words in in matthew 28 you know these very well go therefore and make disciples of all nations teaching them all i have taught and and baptize in the name of the father and son and the holy spirit and teach them to obey everything i've commanded you and surely i am with you to the very end of the age that's why we can be strong and courageous. Not because of us, not because of me, not because of you, not because you've got a fa- fabulous pastor, but because God is with us. John Wesley, I'm a Methodist, I've got to quote him, haven't I? John Wesley lay on his deathbed and he looked back on the amazing things that God had done through his very methodical, very painstakingly ordinary sort of ministry. And he looked back on it and he said, the best of it all is God is with us. The best of it all, God is with us. And my friends, I know that God is with us here. I know that God is with us in this place. During worship earlier on, his presence with us was absolutely palpable. He's with you. And he'll be with you always. And for those who came forward for ministry earlier, that grace is with you now. It'll be with you when you go. And so be strong and courageous. Not because you're strong, because... Clearly, by coming forward, you're acknowledging your need. We all need him. But his promise is that he goes with you. And he'll never leave you. And he'll never desert you. So be strong and courageous in leadership. Pray for Andrew. Pray for all your leaders. That they have that strength. Because I tell you, I know... It's a tough role. He said I was leaving in uh, August. And I'm going up to a, a, an appointment that is just marvellous. 
But one of the joys of the new appointment is I will no longer be superintendent minister. Somebody else can have all that garbage. All that health and safety, all that buildings, maintenance stuff. All the rubbish. All the problems, the complaints. Being in leadership is not easy. And your leaders need your prayers. And they need your support. And they need, much, most of all, your love and encouragement. You know, I remember when I first came um, to Melbourne. In fact, it's happened everywhere I've gone. Um, I've gone there and people have said when I first arrived, Oh, it's like a breath of fresh air. But it's amazing how quickly people get used to it. That's, that's the norm. How often do you tell Andrew and others that are in leadership, thank you for doing that? I, I'm serious. How often do you let him know how, how much he's loved? And I know you do, but do you tell him? Do you lift him up? Because I can tell you, those kind words sometimes, when you're feeling I won't use the word, actually can be the difference to being able to sleep at night. To be strong and courageous in leadership needs not just you know, him being in tune of God, but also you being with him. Because we're in this together. We were talking earlier about the, some of the problems that are in my denomination at the moment. And I was saying some of the things I, you know, I, couldn't, I couldn't transfer to some other denominations partly because I couldn't be an Anglican because of the priesthood of all believers and, you know, I'm, and, you know when that concept of priesthood and all that sort of thing, that just, that just goes against the grain for me. And so your prayers and support are really valuable. And so be strong and courageous in leadership. Be strong and courageous in upholding God's word and getting into it and studying it. You know, my, the worst three years of my, of my Christian walk were when I was at Durham University studying theology and ministry. When I had to study the Bible to pass exams. And it was vacuous and empty because it was academic. To get into it just for its own, just for its own feeding. To be strong and courageous, not just in learning it, but then upholding it. But brothers and sisters, know that you can be strong and courageous in all those things. Because God is with you. Let's pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you. That you are a God who leads us, a God who wants us, a God who, as we sung loves us. A God who is great, a God who is greater than anything that we can imagine. And so, Heavenly Father, as we bow before you now, Lord, pour your Spirit into our hearts. Lord, take this, these words, these words that are, that are so encouraging, and Lord, help them to go into the very fibers of our being. Not because it's a decision that we make, a New Year's resolution to do more. 
but because, Lord, we know to rely on you. We know that you are the God who can give us everything that we need. And so, Lord, bless us, we pray, and use us to your glory. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.